you to understand about Advent, and I want you to just kind of lock in with me for the next 20, 30 minutes. The greatest thing that I want you to understand about Advent is that the power, the power of, of expectation, the power of expectation, because here you had all these people that were in biblical times waiting for the Savior to come to the earth, waiting so patiently for his arrival, right? And all of a sudden, the prophecy that they began to hear about and learn about began to come to pass. Now, the reason why that is important for you to understand that, the expectation of what they were believing for, because I want you to live your life with incredible amount of expectation. Because when you don't expect, you're not living in faith. When you have an expectation in your spirit, you're living in a state that you're believing God for a greater tomorrow. And I don't know about you, as we have spoken a few times already this morning, but as you begin to transition from one year to the next year, you cannot carry everything that belongs in one year to the next year. You have to have an expectancy in your heart that, number one, that God is with you, he's gone before you, and that you will have a great year that is to come. The reason that is important for you, because one of the great things that we understand about the Christmas story, and one of the greatest things that we understand, because people all over the world and all their churches are, are celebrating these, this element of Christmas and the things that Christmas means and the Christmas story, and we fight the commercialization of Christmas. But the greatest thing that I want you to understand this morning is this one thought, that God is with you, that he's with you. Now, depending on how long you have been saved, or a believer, or not a believer, exploring your faith, determines that impact upon your life. Because I believe that the further away you move from an event, the less impact it has upon you. So that is to say that when I first received my faith, I remember when you first received your faith in God, what that felt like to you. And how many know over time, no fault of God's own, but just through life and circumstances, that can dissipate over the course of time. But how many know it doesn't have to? So I want to renew your passion and your understanding that no matter where you are, no matter where you're going today, do you understand that God is with you? That God is with you. Come on, say God with me. Everybody in online, I want you to put it in the chat and put God is with me. The important that is so interesting about Jesus is that we talked about last week is that the legacy of Jesus was spoken before he ever came to the earth. Most people live their life, and when they pass on, they leave their legacy. But Jesus, his legacy was spoken about before he ever came to the earth. What he would do, who he was, and what he would bring to the earth was spoken about before he came. And the very essence of those things, I want you to gravitate to, and I want you to receive them, because in his coming, he brought hope. He brought peace. He brought goodwill. He brought strength to your life. It says this in Isaiah, the seventh chapter, reading from verse 14, which is something that is so profound that I think we all have to get a hold of and understand. It's simply, can you put that up? Yes, 714 says this. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel simply means that God is with us. Why is that important for you? Why? Why that name? Listen, why that name? Why that name first? Why does that name have to be first? 
Because in biblical times, when you name your children back in, in ancient times, your names meant something back then. How many know in today's culture, we just kind of name what we think is cute? Right? But how many know back then it had meaning? It had purpose. And I'm not saying the names we give our kids now are not purposeful, but back then it, it was literally tied, watch, to the expectation of their life. To who that person would be to the world. So I find it real interesting that the first name that they would call him would be the representation of this one thought that God, no matter where you are in your life, is with you. He's with you. Come on, one more time, say, God with me. God with me. That is important. Emmanuel was the first name given. And I want you to focus on this. Watch just what this says in the Message Bible. And below it, or the Message Bible, is simply just a, a paraphrase of what the Bible is. But below it, you will see the scripture in Isaiah 9, chapter, uh, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. But we'll look at this scripture right here. It says, For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for you. The gift of a son for you. For you. The people that are around you. And this is what it says in Isaiah right here. We'll just read the first part of this. For unto us is born, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And I want you to celebrate this Christmas season. The fact that God is with you. The fact that God is with you. I want you to celebrate this morning. The fact that how awesome he is. How great he is. How powerful he is. How extraordinary his life has been to your life. And I want you to celebrate and I want you to gravitate and grab a hold of the fact that God is not somewhere out there. God is not somewhere beyond your reach, but he is right there with you. God is with you. I really thank God that he is with you. I'm glad that he's with you wherever you are and wherever you may be in your life, but I'm eternally grateful that he is with me. How many of you are glad that he's with your neighbor, but how many are really glad he's really with you? Yeah. As a matter of fact, some of you believe he's more with you than he is the guy next to you. You just had that mindset. I thank God you got Jesus, but I got all of them. Yeah. See, why it is important for you to know that God is with you and how extraordinary he is? Because we know us. How many know sometimes there's what we do here at church, I'm not saying we're hypocritical, but how many know we have our moments? You ever had moments in your life where you're like, man, my flesh got the best of me in that moment. You ever had moments like that? And he knows us. And even in the, even in the fact that he knows us in those moments, the fact that he still embraces us and he is with us, God is with us. He came to be with us because why? Because he is in us, and if we can connect with that, listen, if we can connect with the fact that he is with you, then guess what you get? You get the blessings of him. So, Pastor, what do you mean by the blessings? Now, I'm going to kind of back you off a little bit because when we think a little bit of blessings, we always go to what we, where we live, what we have in our bank account, and where we drive. Now, I'm not against those things, but can I say this to you? Can I say what's more important than that? It's not what you have in your life, 
that makes you what you are, but it's who you have in your life. Because how many know you can have external things and still be bankrupt in your heart? But how many know what makes you who you are as a person is a life-giving force that lives inside of you. And if you don't have that this morning, then we invite you to that process. But get, guess what you get when you connect with the fact that he is with you. Come on, say he is with me. And I don't want that to be a disconnected thought because I know how we theologically kind of move away from that, that back when I was a little kid or when I was at my grandmother's house or last year, I, I prayed a prayer and I, and I received Jesus into my heart and, and all those are really great things and we, all those are really awesome things and we appreciate that and we're so grateful for that. But one of the things we want you to understand is that, that, that we want you to connect with that this morning because when you connect with that thought and that feeling, guess what you get? You get the life-giving force of that. What is that? What is that life? It's not what you have, it's who he is. What is that? It is peace. Come on, everybody say peace. peace. Come on, everybody say joy. joy. Come on, everybody say joy. joy. Come on, everybody say strength. It's healing. It's Come on, say freedom. freedom. Deliverance prosperity in my heart come on all these things that god why why because you're in the building no because he came during that christmas season to be with you god is with you he's with you and because of that because he is with you i have that abundant life in christ and through christ and I want to let you know today that wherever you may be, if you will just kind of dust the cobwebs off your own soul and your own spirit and say, Jesus, I want that life-giving force that, you, that, 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 that comes with who you are in my life. So God, you said that you came and you came with peace and goodwill towards me in this season. So today, God, I lift my hands towards you and I lift my heart towards you and I say, God, let peace be the very thing that makes me have understanding that my life is going to be okay. Oh God, bring that to me. Or you may be here today and you may say, God, I need healing in my life and healing in my mind and healing in my heart. God, let healing come because you are with me. God, I need purpose for, I need clarity concerning my purpose and understanding to what you called me and you've ordained me to be in this world. I know that you are with me, so awaken that inside of me. Why, God? Because I need to have clarity and purpose in 2024. I can't be having no peace in 23 and having no peace in 24. God, let there be peace and let me settle some things right now because you are with me. God is with for unto us a child is born. Unto us a child is given. And that child will grow to be a man. And that man will give his life for our sins. And pray the ultimate price on the cross for us. So he could have his ultimate desire. And his ultimate desire is to be with you. Not just in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, but in your life. In your life. So you can have the life of who he is inside of you. And wherever you may be this morning, I speak hope inside your heart today. I speak hope. I know you may have come through some dark seasons of your life. And maybe you're online this morning. You've been having to fight through some things in your mind and in your heart. And maybe you've been grappling with purpose. You know what I speak? I speak 
this, this thought that God, that God is with you. And if he's with you, he brings hope to you. Maybe you're here today, you've been wrestling, you've been kind of having sleepless nights, and you've been not being able to let your mind be at peace because you're thinking about the things that you still have to do and that are undone in your life, and you're closing out one year and coming into a next year, so maybe there's some unsettling things in your heart. I say may the Prince of Peace be inside of your heart. Maybe you're struggling physically this morning, and maybe your body is breaking down. And maybe your body is sore. Maybe you, you, you just need God to heal you. I speak healing into your mind, your body, and your soul. See, Pastor, why is that important? You know what I've learned over the course of time? I've learned it's not the size of our faith that really matters. It's not how big we can believe for things. It's how long you can believe for things. It's not the size of your faith that matters. It is the duration of your faith that matters. It's not that I want to believe for a moment. The question becomes, can you believe for years and years and years until you possess the promises of God in your life? Amen. So it's good to have the faith of healing while you're healthy. It's good to have the, the spirit of faith living in you while you have your, your health. Because when, when your body gets attacked, you have to believe long till healing manifests inside of your life. Are you with me? You have to believe long. God is with you. Watch. In John 1.17, in John 1.17, he came because he came for you and I. He came to bring you and I grace and truth. His grace to accept us and empower us and to bring truth to our life. So we don't have to watch. Why is that important? Why, why is that important? Because some of us in this room have been living lies for years and not even known it. We believed untruths about who we are, about what we could be. But Jesus came to bring his word to you so you could have the truth about who you are and the truth about who he is, and he gives you the grace to receive that. So when he came, he gave that to you. And John three sixteen, when he came, God with you. Please watch. When he came, God with you. That he came to forgive you. To forgive you. And not only to forgive you, but to give you eternal life. Eternal life. That is powerful. That is powerful. Today, after I get done teaching the, the parenting class, I get the opportunity to go pray for a lady who's making her transition from this world to the next world. Her family came and asked me if I would come and I would go pray for her as she's making her transition from one life to the next life. And as that transition begins to happen, you be, we begin to understand that the, the eternal life that he came to give us is more real than the life we live every day upon this earth. We just don't, haven't understood it yet. But what a joy that we understand that when he came, he came to give us forgiveness and he also came to give you the hope of eternity. Aren't you glad to be absent from this body and to pray, be present with Jesus? Yes. Come on, how many of you believe that it's awesome to be present with him? He also gave, came to give you a better hope 
and a better set of promises for your life that you don't have to have the hope of how you were raised or where you've come from or where you've been that he says I've got my kind of hope inside of you and I get a better set of promises for you and I've given you according to 1 John 4 4 that I am with you that greater is he the spirit of Jesus in you greater is he that is in you than he that is inside of the world he's given you all power and authority and dominion over everything in your life and he's giving you peace and goodwill towards men and goodwill towards people and goodwill towards us through his presence and through who he is and also according to romans 5 he came and he made you right in his eyes that when you stand before him because that jesus came on my behalf and your behalf that we have right standing with Aren't you glad he came to give you a better hope and a better promises? Aren't you glad he came to give you eternal life? Aren't you glad he came to give you victory so you don't have to live underneath the pressures of life? Aren't you glad you don't have to walk around tired through life and it doesn't have to look great, that you have joy and peace and strength living in your life? And if you say, Pastor, I don't have that, then I would encourage you to understand that God is with you and I want you to connect with that life and let it come alive inside of you. Are you with me today? You see, I want you to realize what I, what, I, what I try to communicate to us as believers on a constant basis is that you don't have to pray to, to a God out there to do something inside of here. You don't have to believe for a God that is up in heaven somewhere, in eternity somewhere, to do work and bring peace and hope and strength inside of your heart. All you have to do is connect with the fact that he's already in your life and through your life and in him and through him, you have life, strength, and victory. Activate what's already inside of you. Are you with me today? It's important that we do that. It's important that we do that. God is with us. Look at what Jesus says at the end of his, when he knows he's going to the cross in Matthew. Look what he says in Matthew 20, in, in Matthew uh, 28. He says, teach us, teach these, uh, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands, listen, that I've given to you. And be sure of this one thing. Be sure of this one thing. That I am with you always. Always. Come on, everybody say, God with me. God with me. In Hebrews, he makes this incredible statement that I think is important that we understand that God is with us. But I want you to think about this. When you understand that God is with you, watch. You get all he is. You get all that he brings to you. You get all that he has sacrificed for you. His life comes to your life. In Hebrews, this is what it says in Hebrews, which I think is so incredible. The high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. And he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Yet he did not sin. He faced all the things that we face. Now, why is, you say, Pastor, why is it important? Why is it important for us to understand this in a Christmas message? Why? Because when he came, he became us. And he was touched with everything that you and I are touched with. He knows what it's like to be forsaken. He knows what it's like to be, to be ridiculed. He knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like. Watch, you ready for this? He knows what it's like to suffer the loss of loved ones. 
He knows what it's like to not only express the pain of betrayal, but have those closest to him betray him. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to engage people that don't like him. He knows what it's like to be with something and have something. He knows what it's like to have a home and not have a home. He knows what it's like to connect with relatives. He knows what our life is like. And because he knows that, he's experienced every part of your life. He's experienced the same life that we live. He's experienced your life. And he did it. So he could show you and I that if he did it because God was with him, then we can do it because God is with you. That he was touched in every point of his life. He's not a, he's not a savior that is not present. He's not a leader that is not understanding. He's not a leader that doesn't know our life. What he is saying to us through this scripture is I've walked every dark side of life, every hard moment of your life, but I won at this life and I fulfilled my purpose because one reason, my father was with me. He was with me. Which means if God is with him and he won, it's an indication that he came to be with you. And because he's in your life, you can also win because God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. He's not some absent savior. And I want to bring this all back to your thinking in this Advent series. That God is with you, wherever you may be. And I want you to connect with that this morning. Because he came. He came. He didn't come. He didn't come just for random reasons. He became, he came because he had you in mind. Specifically. You might say, no, 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 no. No, he, he came for all of mankind. Yes, he did. He did come for all of mankind. But can I say this to you? According to the book of Acts, the Bible says that, every, that God knows when every person will be, will be born. He knows what time they will be, be born. And, the, and according to Acts, I believe 17, it says that he, will know, he, he also knows the impact they, that they will have upon the earth. So you can't tell me based upon that scripture that God did not know exactly when you would be here in this earth and the impact you would have in your purpose upon this earth. You were brought forth not because your mom and dad had a hot summer night. You were brought forth because Jesus has purpose for your life. God with God with you. Well, pastor, pastor, I don't always feel like he's with me. You have to understand something about God. He does not change. I want you to realize something. That you may give up on yourself, but he will never, ever, ever, ever give up on you. You may leave him, but he will never leave you. You might forget about him at times in your life, but he will never forget about you ever why because he never changes no matter what the circumstances are he does not change god is not schizophrenic if he is with you in one moment then he's going to be with you in the next moment 
Are you with me? God does not change. Come on. God with me. Pastor, you, 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 you don't understand where I've come from. You don't know what I've done, where I've been. That's why. That's why we talk about his ability to forgive and embrace, but he is with you. He's with you. How many know that is great? Last scripture for you. I'm glad you came this morning. Amen. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Okay? He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Wow. Look at this. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. Watch. For our transgressions, he came to be wounded for you. He came. He came to be bruised for our iniquities. He came because the chastisement of our peace would be solely upon him. And by his stripes, you, he came so you could be healed. God is with you. And may I just say to you this morning, I want you to connect with that more than anything that you that, that, that you are going to do in this Christmas season. I'm going to challenge you today to not be to not get lost in the commercialization of the commercialization of of Christmas. I I know some of you are like you put your Christmas tree up in like September. I get it, okay. And whatever your vibe is, whatever your vibe is, whatever, right? I don't. I personally don't do like Christmas shopping because that's why I have kids. I feel like God gave me kids to do that for me, right? So I don't have to do that. I went my my wife. She says. She says, I told her, she says, I, I need to run by Marshalls real quick. I said, okay, fine. It was a bit late at night, the other Friday night, I believe it was. And I don't want her going out late at night by herself. So I said, okay, I'll go with you. So I jumped in the car and I, you know, and I went with her and I immediately started to break out in hives. I'm like, I, people are like everywhere. They're just everywhere. And I'm like, oh, people actually enjoy this. I haven't found the joy in it yet. I pray I don't. But people are actually, and I, so I challenge you today. I challenge you not to get engulfed in the commercialization of Christmas. I get it. There's a part and there's a place and you celebrate that stuff with your family. I get all that. But can I say this to you? The greatest gift you will ever have in your life is the understanding that Jesus came to be with you. He came to be with you. He came to be with you. And I don't say get into this Christmas spirit. I don't know what that means. I think it means like old songs and trees and stuff like that. So I'm not saying get into the Christmas spirit. I'm saying let the spirit of Christ come alive inside of you. Let the spirit of Jesus come alive inside of you. And some of you might be saying, you know, I, I, I don't feel the, you know, the, 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 the life of Christ inside of me. I don't feel peaceful. I feel anxious. I feel this. And I, listen, can I say this to you? Connect. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Connect with the life-giving force that is in you. Let it come alive inside of you. Let there come joy. If you don't feel joy, start singing worship songs to Jesus and start singing worship songs to him. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Let peace and joy come to your heart. Right. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Wow. Sing it all day long. 
Praise God. Sing the things that bring strength to your heart. You wake up and you feel a little off. Check in with yourself and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will have the spirit of peace and joy in my life. Why? Because he is with me. I feel like I'm being overcome by things, by anxiety and by fear, and, and maybe I'm battling some depression. Get up and pray that off of you and say that I have authority and victory in my heart. Why? Because he came to be with me. Maybe I have a little bit of uncertainty about my future, and I'm not sure what it's going to look like. You don't have to worry about that. All you have to do is follow him because he is a leader and the director of your footsteps. You don't have to stress about that. Why? 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 Because God is with you. We minimize it. We minimize it to this Christmas story that we just sing and, you know, God is with us and God is with us. No, can I say this to you? He is really big and he is with you. He's with you. Amen. And maybe you're here today. You haven't experienced that life inside of you yet. Or that, that, that light and the life of it is being diminished by what's around you. And you need to push that off and say, God is with me. I know he's with me. I know he's with me. Amen. Come on, I want everybody in this room to please stand to their feet all over this building. All over this building. How many know God is with us? Why don't you just take a moment and just put your attention upon God? Because this is what I love about Jesus. Is that when he is present, every attribute is present with you. He is present at that moment. So that's my way of saying to you that whatever attribute he is, whatever he has, is present for you right now. Maybe it's peace you need in your heart right now to let peace come to you. Maybe it's joy you need because you need strength in your life. It is the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Maybe you feel tired on the inside Maybe you feel tired on the inside. It is the joy that you want him to begin to stir up inside of your heart and bring back to you. Maybe, maybe the salvation, the life of Christ in you has diminished. That needs to be jump-started again. And what we're going to do is we're going to just ask God to restore that to you this morning. So before we after we close this morning, let me tell you what we're, going, what we're going to do after we close this morning. We're going to invite you up that anybody that wants prayer, you say, Pastor, I need peace in my heart. I need joy in my life. I need strength in my life. We're going to invite you to come up for prayer immediately after church. Or if you just need prayer for healing, whatever attribute Jesus is, that he is, is going to be available right here because he's here. And he's with you. God is with you and he's here 
to whatever attribute that is. It's here, present. We're going to be here ready to pray for you. Now, I would just ask you, everybody look at your pastor, I'd just ask you to do a couple things for me before we close. The first thing I want you to do for me is I want you to understand that. How many know that, that when people have moments in God, they're important? Right? They're important. That's, can, I just, can, can I just talk to you for a minute? That's why I think that, like, and I'm just going to be honest with you. That's why I think, like, coming to church is, like, critical. And I think coming to church on time is critical. Because you don't know what God's going to do at any given moment. And being in his presence is all that matters. So when we come together, it's not just us coming together, it's us being present with God and believing him for a miracle for the people that, that, for the people that are next to you, the people that come up for prayer. Whatever attribute you need in your life of that who he is, is here. Joy, strength, forgiveness, peace. Right? Refreshing in your heart. God is here. How many know that is true? Now, the last thing I want you to do is that if when we come and we pray, and this is where I was, what I was talking about, when we come and we pray, I'd ask you just, if you want to converse with your friends, we want you to do that. How many know being with each other is really important? How many know it's good to, we have a lobby for that to happen, and we have a sanctuary for people to get prayer? How many know each place is important? Right? And how many know when those purposes get blended, people get distracted? And how many know you being with your friends is great, but how many know this is awesome? We love you, Pastor. I love you, too. Is that okay if we say it like that? All right? Okay? So I want you to respect what we're doing up here because I think it's very sacred. It's very sacred. If you're in this room and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never asked him to come into your heart, this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your opportunity to receive him, that he can be with you, that he can be right here with you. I want you to, everybody in this room, to pray a prayer with me. I invite you into this prayer. Everybody that is online, I'll invite you into this prayer that I'm going to say a prayer. I want everybody in this room to repeat the prayer after me. If you've said it a thousand times, it doesn't matter. You've said it one time or you've never said it before. We're going to do it collectively because we're going to invite everybody into the process of it everybody. I'm going to say the prayer. You repeat the prayer. I say the words. You bring the meaning. Listen to me. I say the words. You bring the meaning. Is that okay? Let's pray together. Say, Jesus, Jesus I, need I need you to be with me. Be with Today, Today, I invite you into my life. I invite you, I invite you into my heart you to, to be my Lord, Lord my, Savior, my Savior, and my healer. My Forgive me my sins. Me Today, be the Lord of my life, the strength in my heart, the purpose of my life. Today, I receive you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, listen. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come back. Next week is a big weekend for us. It's Christmas Eve, next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Next Sunday, can you believe it already? Can you believe that it's next Sunday morning already? It's, it's Christmas Eve. Man, did that come quick? That came quick. I don't want you to come, but I don't, I want you to come, but I want you to bring somebody with you. We had, I think we had like over 100 invite cards, if I'm not mistaken. We, we had 100 invite cards, and all those cards have been passed out and gone. 
Hopefully it's not sitting in your Bible or in the backseat of your car somewhere. Hopefully you have not used it for a coaster. Hopefully you have given it to somebody and invite them. Because this is what I want you to do, is I want you to partner with us, God. I want you to partner with, let's get people introduced to Jesus next week. Let's use this as a platform to get people introduced to God. Can we do that? Can we do that? Okay, so we're going to close with a, uh, with, with a dismissal prayer. If you want prayer, life, peace, whatever you're asking God for, walk through the front of this building. Do not leave this building without coming and, and getting prayed for if you need prayer for your life. We'll be here next Sunday morning, okay? Don't forget, gift wrapping going on immediately following the worship experience if you want to help us with all that. Also, we have the, the, the class that we're teaching when we're done with prayer, okay? And... Um, Yep, and remember to kind of just respect this area. And if you want a fellowship, we want you to be out with your friends and, and family in the lobby and respect what's happening up front here, okay? Come on, say, God is with me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me life in Jesus' name.